0: Hi everyone and welcome to the second episode of the Love Letters to You podcast. I'm Abby, your host, and I am so glad you're here. I've still yet to officially announce this podcast on like any of my platforms or to anyone. So if you're hearing this, hello, I'm so grateful you're here. Um, Today's episode is going to be about lessons I learned in college or things I learned in college, Um, my 23 biggest takeaways from college because i'm technically the class of 2023 even though i feel like i'm the class of 2024 because i like my four-year graduation day is may 2024 i just graduated a semester early and even still i graduated in december of 2023 so it's like almost 2024 but we're gonna do the 23 lessons i learned in college but first let's do our weekly debrief okay First up, I kind of divided these into categories. I don't know if this is going to have more of a structure going forward, but I kind of just brain-dumped everything that's been, like, on my mind, on my timeline, and my conversations this past week, so we can chat about it. Um, pop culture. Taylor at the Chiefs game. She was there this past weekend. They won. It was great. I think they're playing again this Sunday. Um, but I saw, like, one specific video of her being like, come on, and, like, yelling at... Um, Travis or whatever, just like at the game, and that gave me life. That sounded so cringy. Whatever it did, um, and then like the Taylor Selena drama at the what was it? The Golden Globes. That was kind of crazy to me. Okay, let's talk about food I've been enjoying lately because food is a very big part of my life. Um, I went to Taco Tuesday at local cantina recently, and I got the birria tacos. I first tried these in the summer and was. I love them so much, and I just hadn't been to local cantina since. I don't go there very often, um, but I just went again this past week, and they were so good. I need to go again, like, this Tuesday. Um, And then also, I've been having chorizo soup this winter, like, several times. My mom makes it. It's so good. She kind of makes it a little different every time, and every time I'm like, oh no, like, I'm a little bit worried because... The original was just so good but every single time it hits just as good so i can try to get a recipe if you guys want but like i said she kind of makes it different every time and it's it's so good um i'm also just in search of new recipes and food right now because other than the chorizo soup and like eating out i have not been making very many meals i haven't even found any that i really am loving eating right now even just really easy like semi-homemade things so I need help okay let's talk about content i've been loving lately first of all jack Mack on um tiktok his videos have popped up for me before but i just recently followed him um i love his takes i feel like they're so funny so good like some of the videos i just kind of scroll by but um when it's a topic that interests me it's really good i also love the sports content that he shares because i'm a girl who i like to keep up with sports but i'm not like fully knowledgeable about everything and I feel like he talks about like the big stories and so I feel like I know what's going on a little bit that's like enough that is like the entertaining stuff the big stories and headlines and stuff and a lot of like the funny stuff so love him um Mel Robbins I listened to a lot of her podcasts like the first week of the new year which is just you know great time to listen to a motivational podcast and I also downloaded her like free work book or whatever for the new year and have been slowly working through that. I actually like made big progress in it one night and haven't dove back into it yet cuz it is kind of a lot, but it's really helpful. And so I highly recommend that. It's totally free. It's awesome. Um I've been also watching BFF's podcasts. I like going waves with certain podcasts because like I'll like watch them all be all caught up and then like at some point I'll be like, "Okay, I need to just save any new episode that comes out because I don't want to like watch it right away. Like I want to have something to watch later, and then I'll like kind of forget that it exists and I'll get behind. So I was like a few months behind on the BFFs episodes, and I've been binging them lately. And I love that podcast. I just think it's great. Um, the Swiftologist has been my obsession on YouTube for like the past few months, like since mid fall. Um, He has some hot takes. I definitely don't agree with all of them and I don't even agree with his tone a lot of the time, but I appreciate people that just speak their mind no matter what and he definitely does that. So if you like Taylor Swift content and you like Taylor Swift content, that's also like kind of critical um, and also very thoughtful He's great. He is especially great because he's been a Swiftie for so long and he's met her so many times. So he like really knows what's going on. So when I want an analysis of something that really takes into account every single thing about her, he's spot on 90% of the time. The one thing like I disagreed with him about was that he thought, um, when Taylor and Travis went to the Chiefs game, he thought that that was like their first date. And he was like, oh my gosh, she's so crazy for that. And I was like, there's no way that's their first date. I like, they've been hanging out for a little bit of time for sure and I was like okay I totally disagree with you on that and I was really proud of myself because I was right in that instance but like everything else he says he like normally predicts correctly if that makes sense which is awesome if you are Swifty that is relevant if you're not you're like you're literally crazy why do you even care if you get it you get it if you don't you don't it's fine um I've also been loving Natalie Zasik she's like one of the only influencers that I like really keep up with every single thing she posts because they're just like when I'm scrolling on TikTok in my bed and I've given myself like dedicated TikTok time I will go on her page and make sure I'm caught up with all of her posts because they're just so comforting to me and she posted a productive morning routine video on YouTube the other day and I've been like waiting to watch it till I like need to be like perfectly comfortable ready for like the ultimate youtube video vibes that sort of thing like that's when you know it's good content is like when you kind of save it because you don't want to just have watched it like without fully enjoying it am i crazy i don't know but i love her uh she's just a great follow all around on every single platform because she has like really cool like pinteresty photos on instagram and then on tiktok she you know like will go to the sunrise and like it's never too deep I mean I do think she does sometimes touch on like some deeper topics but it's all very just like making the most of your life and not um you know I feel like sometimes it might come across as like unrealistic but sometimes I like to escape to that kind of content and just be immersed in that and like see the beauty in life and everything so I really love her um Taylor King or TK's Juicy Bowls I've loved her for a few years now and every now and then like I'll really get into the groove with her content and I think the new year like these kind of um motivational sort of posts is like where she really thrives because she's such like a you know work hard play hard girl and I really loved her podcast about the new year I watched her vision board video from last year while I was making my vision board because her new one wasn't out yet but it is out as of now and I really liked that video as well she's awesome for motivation um I think sometimes it can be like a little cliche or a little like stuff that you know maybe we should have moved past by now but for the most part I really love her and I like I really want to meet her I want to be best friends with her because I feel like we would just click and vibe so this is me putting that out there I would love to have her on my podcast I would love to be on her podcast Taylor TK. Love you so much. Okay. Um, I've also, like, randomly been into Tay McRae. That's not, like, really content. But, like, I love listening to her her music. Like, I feel like over the past few months, I have become a fan of hers is what I'm basically trying to say. I don't even know the whole album. But, like, I'll see, like, TikToks of her performing and I'm like, oh, my gosh. She's so good. I love her. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I don't really get that invested into... Um, like pop stars that much obviously Taylor love her I do like Sabrina Carpenter from what I've seen of her and now Tate McRae what I've seen of her I really love her so yeah Um, I've also on the music note I've been listening to a lot of Travis Scott because I want to go to his concert next week so I've been playing the set list like crazy and I I just like his music it's so good Uh, and then 21 Savage came out with a new album that I haven't really fully listened to yet, but what I have listened to, I like. There's one song that's like, should have worn a bonnet or something like that. And I think I like that one. I've heard it like twice, but (laughs) okay. That is the content stuff that's been going on in my life. And then just other random stuff, something that I have been doing this new year when I see a friend or something is I'll ask them about their goals, um, for the new year and just like talk about goals with friends and I feel like that's such a good um like conversation to have around this time of year with your friends like if you need something need a new topic to talk about ask your friends what their goals are obviously like there are goals you might want to keep to yourself so I'm like if you want to share what are your goals for this year and just having that kind of um conversation with friends I feel like is so uplifting and can give you ideas for your own goals which is awesome um, I've also just been trying to ask new questions and conversations. I listened to, I believe it was a Mel Robbins podcast with a girl who was talking all about charisma and that sort of stuff. And something she recommended asking people as opposed to like, what do you do? Or something like that is ask, do you, what do you have exciting that's coming up? Or do you have anything exciting coming up or something like that? And I feel like that's an awesome first thing to ask someone, like, Either when you're meeting them or when you're seeing a friend like what's new in your life or like what is exciting that's coming up and because it really opens the floor for them to talk about what they want to talk about if they want to talk about work if that's what's exciting for them they can talk about that but if they want to talk about something related to their family or literally anything like they're talking about what makes them excited. Which gives them such a great feeling inside. And I feel like just makes the conversation so much better because obviously your conversation is gonna be better when you guys are talking about stuff that you are passionate about and excited about. Like, what is better than talking about something that you're excited to talk about is basically what I'm trying to say. So, when you prompt someone else to talk about what they're excited about, I think they enjoy the conversation more and you can enjoy the conversation more and can just, you know, start a better conversation in general feel like i was talking in circle the circles there for a second i apologize um and then finally i finished my vision board and i'm really happy with how it turned out i made a little tiktok video and instagram reel about it and i really love how that turned out too i can go more in depth on the vision board i feel like i could do a whole podcast about it and obviously that is like a new year thing um but i think you can make a vision board at any point and i think especially this year one of like my focuses with the vision board is to make it something that is relevant every single day of my life and not just something that has a bunch of big dreams and goals and wishes on it in January. And then in December, it's like, oh my gosh, did these crazy things happen? And that's kind of part of the reason why I could talk about this for so long. That's just one element. So let me know if you guys want to hear more about the vision board process, kind of, um, you know, not the typical stuff that you'll hear about a vision board, kind of um, the more, the different nuances and things I've taken away from making vision boards in the past to make this one more effective, more motivating, more realistic, and all that. Okay, with that said, that was our weekly debrief. Thanks so much for catching up with me, and let's get into the content of today's episode, which is 23 lessons I learned as a class of 2023 college graduate. <laughs> so, My first lesson, you don't have to be... Okay, this is... I didn't put these in any specific order. They're not in order of like most important to least important or first things I learned to last things I learned. They're just in order of when I thought of them. And then some of them kind of relate to each other. So I tried to put those ones next to each other. But the first one I happened to write was you don't have to be all or nothing when it comes to drinking or going out or staying in or anything like that. I feel like when I got to college, I knew that I didn't want to be blackout drunk every single weekend and that's not a dig at anyone who wants to get drunk every single weekend that is just literally what I knew I didn't want to do I knew if I was doing that I would like be really sad I I wouldn't like it I wouldn't be happy with my life and so I kind of took it as all or nothing like i was like oh i literally can't drink and also there's obviously the like the whole time you're in college you're not the legal age to drink and that's kind of a whole other topic of conversation but let's just say you can drink you are drinking you're around drinking blah 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 you don't have to be all or nothing you can be sober if that's what you choose to do and that's awesome you can drink every single weekend if you want to and that's healthy for you and that's awesome too but first for me Neither of those fully fit what I want. I'd say I'm, like, semi-sober. Like, I don't drink. There are definitely, like, months that'll go without drinking. But then there's, like, times when I'm like, okay, yeah, like, I want to go out more this month. Not even drink, maybe, but just, like, go out more. And there's months where I'm like, okay, I really have no desire to go out. I, like, kind of want to stay in more. And I think being honest with yourself about what you want is so important. I feel like for the longest time, I just had like ingrained myself of the in the identity of like, I hate going out. I don't like going out. I want to stay in. And even when I felt like, oh, I like would love to go out with my friends and maybe not even drink, but maybe like just dance around or maybe have some drinks, I like would not even allow myself to Let that be a possibility because I felt like it was part of my identity and my personality that I didn't like doing that, which is stupid and it's silly. You don't need to be one extreme or the other if you're not one extreme or the other. Um, You can listen to your body and listen to what you want to do intuitively. And if one month you are like, you know what, nothing sounds better than curling up and reading a book, that's great. And then if the next month you're like, nothing sounds better than going out on the town and dancing and singing karaoke that's great too and that is definitely something i learned this past like especially this past year of college and really just let myself like if i want to have fun and stay out late like i'll make plans to hang out with my friends but if i want to stay in i'll do that and it sounds so simple and i don't know if anyone else struggles with this but i really did I just... I don't know. I felt like it was part of my identity. I felt like I was not being true to myself if I, you know, wanted to go out on the town. So... And you might feel that way, like, in the opposite way. If you're, like, always going out on the town and the life of the party and, you know, that. And you have, like, a month where you want to just, like, not do that and stay in. Like, that is totally okay, too. And just knowing that that is literally, like, balance it's what it's all about. This was like something that really hit me over new year's because i feel like over new year's i always kind of romanticized the idea of like staying in i was like i don't even like going out and partying on new year's but at the same time i definitely did have a little bit of fomo sometimes and i was like uh, i don't know i felt weird about it but this year um a few days before new year's was the ohio state cotton bowl game which was disgusting by the way it was terrible we played horrible But besides that, but I was like, it would be fun to like watch the game somewhere. So I made plans with my friend to go out for the game. Um, I didn't even drink, but like, you know, I was out. I was with a bunch like around a lot of people and whatnot. And that was so much fun. And then a few days later, it was New Year's Eve. And I had no desire to be out with people, especially after that night. Like there were already so many people there. And I was just thinking of how many more people would be out for New Year's Eve. And I was like, oh, that is crazy. And I just felt so good about my decision to stay in, just like I felt so good about my decision to go out. And again, it seems so simple, but I feel like we often, or at least I often, get caught up in thinking of what should I do? What should I want to do? That sort of thing. And it's like, just do what you want to do. Okay, next. Number two, you don't have to be around people who are just like you. Going off of this, um, I have so many friends that enjoy going out every single weekend. I have other friends that enjoy staying in more often. Um, You don't have to be around people that are just like you. I think it's awesome to have really close people that have core values that are similar to yours and that sort of stuff because that I think is really cool foundation for deeper friendships. But it's also awesome to have friends that have different values than you and even of the friends that have the same core values as you having friends that have different perspectives and just like are different people how boring would it be if all of our friends were exactly the same I think it's so cool to have friends that are different than you and I also think that speaks volume of those people around you that they're comfortable being around people that are different than them and they're still confident in who they are and stuff like that and that's honestly something I'm trying to get better at is just like I can be friends with someone who's different than me and they can still like me. Like, I'm still a likable person. I do not have to be just like them on whatever set of things it is. And I think, um, you know, limiting yourself to people that are just like you, no matter on, like, what set of characteristics it is, can be super limiting, Um, and obviously there are certain people who have different core values than you or think differently than you. That's just, it's not going to vibe. It's not going to mesh. And I'm not saying to force those friendships, but I'm just saying, don't rule out people who might be a little bit different than you. Okay. Number three, your grades are not that important. This comes with big asterisks on it. First of all, I'm speaking this to you as a business student a former business student I guess now um my grades like in college don't really matter like I could go to get my MBA and like yeah they'll matter but I'm also speaking to this to you as someone who was like really stressed out and obsessed with her grades all throughout high school and college and even to my high school self like I would tell myself my grades are not that important I know for my medical girlies, my STEM gals, my future lawyers and doctors that your grades are super important and I'm not taking that away from you. But, you know, if you maybe are in a similar boat to me where you stress out a lot about your grades and objectively they're not gonna matter that much, it's gonna be okay. I placed a lot of identity in my grades too. And so it was really deeper than just being like, your grades don't matter, you don't care, like, like I don't care anymore, that was not gonna be a problem for me, because I just could never, like, I had an unhealthy obsession with my grades, so those are the girls I'm speaking to, if you have an unhealthy obsession with your grades, it's okay, but also, like, it never went, like, I never really learned my lesson, I still was, like, always obsessed with my grades, so I guess I can't really speak to the other side of it, but, yeah, you're gonna be fine, if you if you you know got a bad grade on a test it's going to be fine and i would probably still be telling myself that to this day if i was still taking classes but you know what it's okay number four the grass isn't always greener on the other side this one is interesting obviously it can be applied to so many different things it can be applied to the school you're going to and i'm not saying this as a way to discourage you from transferring if you like are really struggling in your school right now and you know you'd be happier somewhere else obviously like for all of these lessons I've learned, there are qualifications and disclaimers and exceptions and whatnot. So I'm speaking very broadly, very generally. If you have a specific situation and this doesn't apply to that, you know yourself and you know your situation best. I should have said that at the start, but truly this is, these are the lessons I have learned, but the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And that is obviously a broader life lesson, the grass is greener where you water it. And I just think there's no harm in making the most of your situation. And that's kind of also leans into my fifth um, lesson. So I guess I'll just talk about both of these together. The fifth one is make the most of your situation, but it's okay if it really isn't for you. So I would say for me, I'm thinking about my freshman year of college. I was struggling. I struggle with change It's really difficult for me. I struggled my first year of high school. I struggled my first year of college. I, you could not pay me to go back to my first year of college. I did not like living in the dorms. I hated it. I hated sharing, like doing community. Oh my gosh, I have the hiccups. Excuse me. I hated using community bathrooms. I hated sharing a tiny room with someone else. I love my roommate. I still love her to this day. She's great. She was the best roommate probably because I was literally home all the time and she was wonderful still, but I love my personal space. I love my alone time. Freshman year, college, living in the dorms, that sort of stuff, it wasn't for me. If you're really struggling, it's okay. With that said though, I still encourage you to make the most of your situation because you are living your life right now. And so no matter how you can make the most of it, I highly recommend that. And also just know, you know, like the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Sometimes it is like my freshman year of college, the grass was greener in junior year when I was living in an apartment. Okay. But the grass isn't always greener on the other side. So I would just You know, I don't know what else I can say about that. It just applies to so many things in life. I have a serious problem with this because I jealousy is definitely like one of my biggest things of like being jealous of other situations or like always thinking something is better and it's not true and you owe it to yourself to make the most of where you are right now. Okay, I hope that made sense. I feel like those ones I just kind of word vomited but like didn't really say anything, but okay. Number six, college might not be needed for what you do, but it might be a good idea. Again, I'm saying this as a business student. So for people who are gonna become lawyers and doctors, you guys are awesome, you guys are killing it. Obviously, you need college. So I'm kind of speaking more to people who are not sure if they need college or not sure if college is worth it. I also want to make a note that I'm speaking as someone who did not have to worry about being able to afford college. I had a scholarship. I had help from my family. Like I knew at any point I that the tuition would be paid and I would not have to go into serious debt in order to pay it. And I know I had a great financial situation going into college. So I'm making that very clear. And if that is not the case for you, I can't speak to that. Consider your own situation within your own circumstances. I don't want to come off as like dismissive towards that, but I'm saying I don't know what is what that is like and I'm so blessed to not have had that be a factor in my consideration, but if it is a factor in your consideration, I don't want to you know, speak to it because I I genuinely can't. I don't know and I don't want to be out of touch in that sense. So, I'm a business student. I mean, I always knew i was going to go to college i never considered not going to college but as i've like gone through college and even right when i was starting college the conversation has become stronger and stronger around do you really need college especially business students entrepreneurs um people that are going into trades and stuff like that and i would say i would a thousand times over again go to college again so blessed to have it as an option for me as a business student there were things I learned in my classes that were really meaningful and helpful but i think more than anything it gave me time it gave me time to you know have job, try out different jobs and passion projects and stuff but still not have to worry about fully knowing my future yet like I was still a full-time student and I guess you can still do that if you're not going to school maybe it's just like that it's more socially acceptable that if you're in school you can also be doing other things and not have like a full-time job or have your life fully figured out yet but I just found it really helpful to be like okay I'm a student I'm working towards a degree and I can I also have time now I have four years to figure out what I really want to do with the rest of my life. Also, throughout those four years, through going to college classes and college clubs and stuff like that, you're learning more about yourself and more about what you want to do with your life that maybe you wouldn't have realized if you were to just take it on by yourself right out of high school without exposure to those things that are specific to college in addition to any extra endeavors that you do while you're in college. So... I think that college was the best decision for me again so fortunate to have that be kind of a no-brainer for me and I mean also just kind of the added benefits of meeting new people getting into clubs having a community and like a school to root for and fun stuff going on so that is kind of my take on whether you should go to college or not that's just my perspective Okay, number seven, start your passion project. I cannot scream this loud enough if I want to do. I think if you're in high school, you should start your passion project. I think if you're out of college, you should start your passion project right this instant. I started posting on social media at the end of my freshman year of college, and I am so freaking glad I did. My social media accounts are not successful by any stretch of the imagination, but I've still become so fulfilled by them I found a sense of purpose in them because I'm purpose in them because I'm doing what I love I also have had some really cool opportunities and things arise from them I've practiced skills that can go on my resume from them and it's amazing it is freaking scary to think about what other people are thinking you about you but it it's even scarier to think about like when you're at the end of your life and you're like oh I wish I would have done that And to me, that thought is what provoked me, (laughs) what spurred me into action to um, just go after my passion project, which for me was posting on social media. And it's the best thing I could have done. Like I said, opportunities, I felt more fulfilled. I felt like I had an identity. I was really struggling and having an identity crisis at the start of college. And this really gave me a purpose, as silly as that sounds. And... So like I said, going back to the thing where I feel like I am really glad I went to college because I had that four-year period of time to figure out what I wanted to do. It also gives you time to have this passion project without having like a full-time job. And that passion project might even end up becoming your full-time job. That wasn't the case for me, but that's the case for so many people. And how freaking cool is that if you want that to be the case? It's just getting started early and getting started when you have flexibility in your schedule and obviously even if you're out of college i just recommend you start tomorrow but the point is college is an awesome time to start your passion project but the broader point now is the best time to start your passion project launch now adjust later don't wait till it's perfect that could be a whole podcast episode in itself but that's number seven number eight google tasks are your best friend Google Tasks were my favorite way to stay on top of all my assignments in college. And I actually have a whole TikTok about this that I can link in the show notes. That's super easy for you to follow and see how i use them but basically i did not use a paper planner in college i used my google calendar it had all my events and classes and stuff on there but it also had all my assignments and google tasks gave me a really easy way to track all my assignments super intuitively um, user-friendly interface whatever and satisfying you just check them off it's great Again. Um, I have a TikTok on that so you can watch that and learn how to do it if you don't know how. Number nine um, is be flexible. I think this is so important because I am not a flexible person or I struggle with being flexible. I I love my routine. I love my non-negotiables and whatnot. And I feel like when I went to college, that is something I really struggled with was giving up my non-negotiables because a lot of times... You just, like, can't even have your non-negotiables, which stinks, like, in some senses. But I'm kind of more so talking about, like, be flexible with your non-negotiables or, like, your routine or whatever to make space for other opportunities. Because on one hand, like, just because of the fact that you're going to college, you kind of have to give up some things. Like, I really liked making my meals at home and stuff, and I had to give that up at the dorm. That's like one thing you kind of have to be flexible about, and I did not take that well, but on another hand, being flexible in order to, you know, make more hangouts with your friends or meet new friends or go to different things and stuff like that, I just highly recommend being flexible because you're going to make more memories, you're going to embrace opportunities that you'll probably look back and regret not going after, and I know, like, if you're hearing this and you're like, but I love my routine, I I hate, like, messing up my schedule, I hate, you know, doing things last minute, I'm not a spontaneous person, that's me to a T, but I'm just highly recommending that you take into consideration the memories that could be made, the things that could happen and stuff um, from being a little bit flexible, and of course there's balance there, so, yeah. Number 10. Listen to podcasts to broaden your perspective. Go to church. Go to guest speakers. These things, not just listening to your peers and not just short-form content on the internet. I know podcasts are on the internet, but they're like longer-form content and, you know, um, kind of zoomed out, if you will, not just like little tiny sound bites. I think that we, at least I, have a tendency to get stuck in like just what little TikTok brain rot is telling me. Like I, like TikTok brain rot freaking scares me and it's real. And just being exposed to like your little TikToks and what your peers are saying, I think it's so important to get a broader perspective. And so I recommend listening to podcasts that are an hour long. I recommend going to church and hearing what the pastor has to say or the priest has to say, even if you don't agree with all of it like, listen, get outside of the bubble. I feel like in college, it's really easy to get stuck in a little pure bubble. And then also just like what you see on the internet. So I recommend, you know, going to church, listening to podcasts, um, go attending like conferences, seeing guest speakers. I think it's all really good and will broaden your perspective and you can kind of start to formulate what you really believe and get exposed to like different ideas that you disagree with and being like, okay, I disagree with that. And I agree with this and kind of really forming your own identity versus I feel like it can be so easy when you're just around your peers and just seeing little things on TikTok. It can be so easy to just conform and grab on to everything that you hear. And I think it's so important to hear different perspectives in context and hear them full length, whatever, to make sense of different things and to also like synthesize what you actually believe if that makes sense and to you know hear something that you disagree with and be able to say okay I disagree with this because you have your own opinion so I think it helps you form your own opinion it also helps you get exposed to different perspectives that you might actually agree with and instead you disagree with what your peers were saying or something like that I hope that made sense Okay, number 11, invest in your friendships and learn how to be a better friend. I saw a quote recently that said, love others so radically, they wonder why. And it is one of my phrases for the year because I think that's wonderful, um, I, at the beginning of college, like I said, was going through a rough time and like really isolated myself. I was not a good friend to people that I had been friends with for years. I did not see them for so long and it makes me so sad and I feel like I'm just at a point in my life where right now I feel so content and I feel like I love myself so much that I just want to give that love out to others. And this can be a whole podcast episode in itself too, but I've gone through, um, some like friendships and relationships where I felt like I was giving so much of myself and was definitely like getting taken advantage of and walked all over and stuff like that so not loving in that sense because that is just so unhealthy and toxic but more so just loving with detachment like not being attached just giving for this for the sake of that because you love yourself so much and you want to share that love with others and not expecting anything in return and it has led to the most fulfilling friendships of my life it has also shown me who my real friends are and not in a bad way but okay more so not as much who my real friends are but more so what my friendship with different people really looks like because I'll give so much love to the people around me and some people will give it back tenfold and some people will just kind of sprinkle it back my way and by loving with detachment i still will give that love to people but i'm not expecting anything in return and i think learning how to be a better friend is really important as well because it's just like working through things in a romantic relationship and learning how those work It's learning the questions to ask, like learning to be a better listener and ask more questions of your friends and learning what you do in friendships that might be toxic or frustrating or stuff like that and learning more about that and recognizing my faults in friendships and really working on them instead of just being frustrated with my friends and instead giving them grace has been really wonderful. And again, I'm saying this now at a place in my life where I feel like I have really become my own best friend and don't rely on my friendships for my own validation it's really easy for me to say because there was a time in my life when I was giving so much love to people but it was because I needed that love back like I needed them to validate me I was looking for their validation so I guess the preface to this lesson is become your own best friend first and then like really invest in your friendships And because I feel like you can really understand the friendships and have truly healthy friendships once you understand your friendship and your relationship to yourself. Again, sorry, this one is long-winded too, but that's kind of one part of it. And then also investing in your friendships because after college, you don't have that kind of traditional school setting to meet people in. And as I'm getting to the end of college, well, obviously I graduated, but my friends are still in college, so, you know, I kind of still say that. Um as I'm getting to the end of college I realize like how blessed I am to have intentionally invested in some of my friendships this past year that I know they're going to last beyond college, beyond us all living in the same city, beyond it being so convenient to see each other because I've made it a point, especially through this past like year, year and a half to see people regularly, to check in on how they're doing and all that stuff. So it's not just going to be some like, friendship of convenience that naturally dies when we, you know, go different directions in our life or something like that. And the friendships have also been so genuine that I know after graduation, like we want to continue these friendships because we love each other and we want to support each other and not for any ulterior motives. That is something that I I'm just so happy about going forward because i feel like a lot of people have said that they you know have a falling out with their friends right after college or not even a falling out but just growing apart because i feel like some people may have been friends just out of convenience more so and you realize like when you're not all living in the same place you just aren't really friends because you haven't had a good foundation other than just convenience and so I think friendship is so important. I could do a whole podcast episode on friendship, like I've said, for these other topics. But for now, that is that on that. That's that on that. Number 12, you gotta be doing something, but it doesn't have to be what you planned, what you should do, what your friends are doing, etc. This is more so in relation to jobs and career stuff. Because when I was going into college, like my last few years of high school, I thought I was going to be a corporate gal. I thought I was going to be working at a big corporation. I thought I'd have all my internships figured out, all that that stuff. Now, majority of my income from college has come from social media stuff that I've done on my own. I have an internship, a remote internship with a startup out of North Carolina. I still work for the girl I used to babysit for and that role has evolved from babysitter to personal assistant. So I'm just saying like you got to be doing something. You should be making some moves, But it doesn't have to be what you planned, what you think you should do, or what your friends are doing. Because to me, all three of those things were like corporate gal who wears slacks and goes into the office every single day um, the summer of her junior year for her internship. That's going to lead to a cool full-time position in like a cool city. But you do like you, you got to make some move on your career. But again, it doesn't have to be what you thought it should be. Okay, number 13 intentional alone time and becoming your best friend and spending time with Jesus. Super, super important. I touched on this um, in the friendship one, but I think intentional alone time is the big thing. Intentional is the big word here because I had a lot of alone time my first two years of college and those were my two roughest years of college, but it wasn't intentional alone time. It was me isolating myself when I needed companionship and I At that time, I needed someone to come and pick me up and I needed to be making time for my friends and whatnot. And I was just by myself. I was on my phone a lot of the time. I was watching shows a lot of the time, blah, blah, blah. Over this past year, I have loved, loved, loved my intentional alone time. It's alone time that I schedule into my schedule truly for doing my hobbies like baking like reading like sometimes just scrolling on my phone or watching a show but it's intentional and it's balanced with time with other people because if you're just alone all the time that is not that's not where you want to be but you also don't want to never be alone and sitting with yourself and i think a lot of times there's two ends of the spectrum i was on the end of the spectrum that was just me being by myself All the time, and that was not healthy. But I feel like there's a lot of people that feel like they always need someone with them, and they can't, they're not comfortable being alone at all. And I think that intentional alone time is something that is so special because it's like I'm making space on my schedule for myself. I have a busy life, I have so many people I love and that I want to see, and that I make time to see. And just as much as I make time for them and my work and stuff, I make time for myself because I am going to be with myself my whole life and when I make that time for myself I'm also intentional about it because I love myself and I want to become my best friend so I'm going to treat myself like my best friend I'm not going to spend this time with myself rotting away and wasting away and obviously there's a time for rotting in bed and whatnot but you know not all of that time is going to be spent like that it's going to be spent making myself a better person it's going to be spent doing hobbies and not even like making myself a better person in terms of like grind, health, fitness, whatever. It's literally just like knowing that hobbies are good for me versus screen time or, um, you know, doing a, going out on a solo date is good for me and gets me out of my comfort zone versus staying at home one day. So again, could be a whole other episode, but I hope you guys kind of can see the distinction between just time by yourself, and intentional alone time, and what you do in that time that makes it really meaningful. Journaling, reflecting on things, like that is so important. I was not doing a lot of that when I was spending all my time by myself. Like I said, I was just hiding from the things that were haunting me, and now in my alone time, I like to spend it uncovering those things, and journaling about them, and getting them on paper, and being completely honest with myself. So, yeah, very important. Number 14, this is about money. Decide what's important to or for you and what you're gonna spend your money on. Again, I am approaching this from a position of privilege where I have always had money in my bank account. Um, I It's my money that I have worked for, but I also know that if I happened to use all that money, I would not have to worry about a place to live or food to eat and I'm so blessed to be in that position and to be able to say that and I want to acknowledge that that's the position I am coming from and I do not know what other positions are like and I'm approaching this topic from that position where I have discretionary income that I can choose to spend my money on things okay so if that is not your situation do not apply what I'm saying because it might not be relevant for you. Okay, regarding deciding what's important to or for you, maybe you love to have a really pretty cocktail on the weekends, and like a $15 cocktail it makes you so happy and it's awesome. Spend your money on that. For me, I have a hard time spending my money on that, but I will gladly spend my money on a really nice meal. I will gladly actually, you know what? Better a better thing to say here, I will gladly spend my money on a $15 dessert. <laughs> that is what I will gladly spend my money on. And so it's kind of like picking and choosing things that are what you want to spend your money on. And it doesn't have to be the same as everyone else. And that's going to kind of help you budget things. I don't like spending my money on clothes, but like I said, I will spend my money at a restaurant and buy the f- the meal that I really want, even if it's a little bit more expensive. I'm trying to think of other examples, but... I also struggle when it comes to spending my money so this is not something that I have fully worked through but something I just noticed was like for some people they really liked spending their money on clothes or on alcohol. I feel like those are like the two big things that I just never really loved spending my money on but instead I always got dessert with my meal and I would love to go out to eat like I'll never say no to going out to eat so you know just kind of have that balance in mind and then um kind of going off of that for number 15 you don't have to buy all the trendy items that was not something that I felt important for spending i felt important enough to spend my money on and a lot of times those things go out of style so quickly it can just feel like you have to have them to fit in and i promise you you're gonna survive so i really recommend just like waiting on stuff like sitting on it thinking do i really like it or is it just trendy yes i have the mini uggs but that's because i freaking love wearing comfy little uggs No, I don't have a Stanley cup. I have my Hydro Flask that I got for Christmas because it's functional and it does what I want and the Stanley cup honestly is a little too big for me and I wanted to be able to carry it around in my backpack and it's just not practical for that. So just actually thinking through stuff and like seeing, okay, do I actually want it or is it just trendy? Okay, number 16, embrace the cringe. (laughs) Embrace the cringe to a certain extent and have grace on the past cringe, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I feel like I was so cringy, especially my sophomore year of college, and it makes me like want to die looking back on it, but I have to remind myself to have grace for that past version of me because she ultimately helped bring me to where I am today, and I'm grateful for that. As hard as it is to look back on her sometimes, it's okay. But also embracing the cringe because, you know, some people might think starting this podcast is cringy people definitely think posting on social media is cringy and I'm so glad I did that even though a lot of my posts I look back and would delete um (laughs) but even now like people might think the stuff I post is cringy and maybe in five years I'll think it's cringy but you need to embrace the cringe at some point in your life or you are not going to be successful the most successful people have embraced the cringe so just know that and actually that was my 16 and 17. I said embrace the cringe and then 17 was and also have grace on your past cringe and mistakes. So that's that. <laughs> Number 18, life, especially college, is supposed to be fun. This is something I've struggled with my whole life, especially high school onward. I feel like I look back at, at 21 years old. I look back at my life and realize I was making it so much more serious and honestly miserable than it needed to be. Life is supposed to be fun again, I'm speaking to this as someone who takes life too seriously and is too hard on myself and stuff. If you're someone on the opposite end of the spectrum where you probably, you know, kind of need to take things a little more seriously, get it a little bit more in check, know that, know that that's you. But for me, I needed to loosen the reins a little bit. I needed to let myself have some fun. And this is something I'm really working on going forward because I like I said, a lot of my life have looked back at those times and been like, gosh, like why was I taking it so seriously? That could have been so fun. Like that's such a fun age. That's such a fun time in your life. And you know, that honestly caused me a lot of anxiety and frustration and anger, like looking back and regretting those things. But now I'm learning The past is the past. You can't change it. You just have to change what you do going forward. And so I'm 21 years old. And one of my resolutions this year is to act my age, literally act like a 21 year old. Yeah, I'm going to have to take some things more seriously, but also life is supposed to be fun. And so if you're in college, no, college is supposed to be fun and act your age. It's going to be all right. Number 19, you might have an identity crisis, especially if you place a lot of your identity into your grades or extracurriculars in high school. That was me. <laughs> I placed a lot of my identity in my grades and extracurriculars in high school. And when I got to college and I had no extracurriculars, I had easy classes compared to high school where my classes were really challenging and I felt really fulfilled by getting a good grade. It was tough it was freaking tough. I didn't know what to do. Like I said, I started posting on social media, which was like my passion project. And that gave me purpose. So that's what I recommend doing is finding a way to, you know, have that purpose, but it's like really hard, especially like in high school. I did like student council all four years. I played volleyball for two years and then I coached volleyball. And then in college, I'm like, those parts of my identity are gone. And it's really weird because it feels like you worked so hard and you like built those parts of yourself up and then they're just gone and they kind of don't really matter. And you got to start all over again and you got to start proving yourself again. And you got to prove yourself to other people, which also feels like you're proving yourself to yourself. You're like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. That's how I felt at least. So it's okay if you have an identity crisis. It's okay if you're struggling with feeling fulfilled or finding a purpose it will come back. I didn't think it would, but it will. And it's something I'm struggling with post-grad, even just a few weeks out of like, I no longer have the identity of being a student. Even in college, like I said, I took so much pride and placed so much of my identity and my value in my grades. And something I'm trying to do is shift that from saying like, I you know, have good grades, I'm good at school to being like, I'm a hard worker and I am passionate about the things that I do. So I think making those shifts is super important. All right, number 20. We're almost done. You probably want to add a minor. Again, I'm coming from this from a business student perspective. I had to take 121 credit hours, I believe, and the required business student courses like including the ge's and stuff was not that many hours like i would still have had to take random classes and i don't know if i'm just stupid but i didn't realize that like i thought that all the required classes would get me to those hours and minor would like a minor would put me over top and so i was like taking these random classes i'm like why don't i add a minor i added a minor a year before i graduated so another bonus um lesson here is you can change your minor and major and it's going to be okay it's no big deal for the most part again all these things have disclaimers and stuff but it's going to be okay but i would recommend adding a minor when you first get to college especially if you you know need extra hours and would have to take random classes anyways because my minor was i think like 14 hours or something like that it was not very much and a couple of those hours overlapped for ge's so yeah I recommend. Okay, number 21, this is a fun one. Take advantage of the freebies you get as a college student and look into them. Um, I would not have known about this unless my cousins told me about it. But here in Columbus, if you're a student, you can get like $25 or $35 tickets to the Blue Jackets games, which is our NHL team here in Columbus. That's so cool. You just have to show your student ID. So figure out what freebies are going on in your college town and take advantage of them. And also like um, just nationwide like freaking my spotify is like five bucks or something like that because I'm a student which is awesome okay number 22 ask yourself will it matter in five years and if it won't let yourself feel it but don't get too stuck on it truly this gives you so much perspective like i I mean and it's so hard to hear in the moment maybe because you're like yeah maybe not but my life is ending right now but like really actually think about it and then think about if that should be affecting your life as much as it is right now again like i said let yourself feel it but don't make yourself more miserable than you have to be especially if you're going to look back at it and laugh one day most of the times you are even if you're like but like it's most of the times you are and you're going to be okay and i love you okay number three you're still so young be present you don't have to figure it all out you don't have to have it all figured out zoom out, zoom out. Like, think of yourself. Think of your like 45 year old self, or even think about your like 20 year old self talking to your six year old self and everything she thought was the end of the world. And think about how silly that might have been. I think I feel so old sometimes. I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm 10 years younger than I am or 10 years older than I am. And sometimes I feel like I'm so old and I don't know what I'm doing with my life and I should have it all figured out by now and it's so easy to look on social media and see people who are exactly your same age who seem to be doing so much more than you and maybe they even are but the fact of the matter is if you're in college you do not have to figure it out zoom out think of yourself when you're 80 years old think about how much of a baby you would feel like looking as your 80 year old self down to your 20 year old self like you just started life you just started figuring things out you just started getting in the hang of things and you're bound to make more mistakes along the way and again this is so cliche but like it's just the truth so just zoom out whenever you're having a tough time it's something i'm really telling myself right now because i'm like this is my first year out of college like how many people do i meet that are like yeah i've worked at this company for 10 years 10 years like i wasn't even i wasn't in college and high school combined for 10 years and that feels like my whole life as of right now like i can't even really remember much before high school so zooming out and realizing kind of where you are on your timeline is really reassuring honestly it honestly is when you take away the comparison aspect like think about it objectively and you're fine and you're young and you're supposed to have fun and you're supposed to make mistakes And as long as you're moving, it's okay. It's okay if you take one step forward and three steps back. You just have to always be moving and thinking and doing something. And, you know, maybe there are some seasons in your life when you're moving a lot slower than other seasons. As long as you are, you know, in the grand scheme of things, always moving somewhere. Again, some seasons... Some like small seasons, you might like literally almost be stagnant. But when you zoom out and you look over the course of like a year or two, as long as you're always moving, it's going to be okay. And you're doing your best and you're doing everything you can. And just try your best. Just try your best. Okay, this episode is officially an hour long. Probably when I edit it, it's pro- edit it. It's probably going to be shorter because I feel like I rambled and was... Not making sense at some points but we're still getting the hang of this podcast thing but you know what matters is that we're doing it once again launching and adjusting and this is the adjustment process but if you made it to the end wow thank you i love you let's be best friends um and i hope that maybe a couple of these resonated with you of course as i mentioned before You know you and your situation best. And these are things I learned from myself and my situations. So they might apply to you broadly. They might apply to you very specifically. And I might be like, how does she know what's going on in my life? Or they might not apply to you at all. And you might be a totally different person than me who struggles with the exact opposite things. So take that into consideration too. Um, I love you so much and you're doing amazing. And thanks for listening to this love letter to you. XO XO Abby. I'll see you next time. Bye.